and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. I'm joined this episode by my oldest friend, the only friend I still have from high school, is <laughs> back again, Terry Mondry. Hello, sir. Hello. Glad to be back. And we are talking about Danny Boy from 1946. I don't know, I feel like a pretty run-of-the-mill average movie for 1946. I can see why it's it not... Was. It's not terrible or anything, but I can see why it's not like part of the cinematic canon or anything. You know, what I mean? right. like it's the kind of movie that like your great granddad would be like, "Oh, you know what I liked? I liked that Danny Boy." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> yep. There's a there's a reason that it's not a famous movie. Yeah, not to my knowledge, but it does kind of feel like a precursor to. There's that movie out now, Dog, with Channing Tatum. <laughs> it feels like a similar. No. Yeah, when I when I uh, explained Danny Boy to uh, to someone else today, they showed me a trailer for Dog. Like, yeah, I, that makes sense. Probably not exactly the same, but there's probably no dog uh, dog trial. <laughs> probably not. So the movie opens with the the Campers Club. I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but it's basically the Boy Scouts, right? Right. This troop of children yes it's implied that it's it's the boy scouts and they uh they've got like they got a whole they got like a marching band little marching band going on they're welcoming back not not a human being <laughs> from the war uh right the train's pulling into the station all they care about is this dog like so there's jimmy his older sister is going out with this guy joe i don't think they're married i think it's just her boyfriend Who's just boyfriend, yeah. Who's just been overseas at war. He's coming home. And I guess he took, for whatever reason, he took Danny's dog, or Jimmy's dog, Danny Boy, German Shepherd, with him. And, like, he got trained as, like, a war dog, a marine dog. And so now they're okay. coming back, but the, the kids are just there for the dog. They kind of could not give a shit less about Joe. <laughs> like, That's right. They, they take, the dog is in this, like, like a foot, like a big crate. Not like I know Absolutely. they don't have like plastic, plastic kennels, I suppose, like we do now. But like yeah, I, I got the impression that the the dog traveled in the crate in the like the baggage section of the of the train. Yeah, probably. But they have to, yeah, like a forklift. I got to get this big <laughs> crate off of there. The dog has yep. been over in Guadalcanal, Guadalcanal, fighting the the Japanese, and I guess he's, I guess he killed more. And of course, it's 1946, so we're throwing the word Japs around a lot, which, I mean, you know, right. sign of the times. It's very much still fresh business at the time. Yeah. But the, the dog apparently killed more Japanese soldiers than Joe did, which either speaks well of the dog or poorly of Joe. I'm not sure which, but Joe has a limp. Right. <laughs> He's got like a cane and a limp that I assume he developed over there and didn't have to start well. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah. be in the army if he had it to start with. He won't even got flat feet you can't even get in there and the dog is not as affectionate as jimmy would like and no the um the dog doesn't seem to remember the boy yeah this dog has like ptsd <laughs> you know what i mean like this dog was taken he was trained to be like a killing machine for the marines right. and then like brought back and like detrained like they're trying to like train yep. him back to being like okay you're a normal dog again right right and it's really left him 
you know, probably confused, <laughs> I would think. Right. He, uh, he doesn't seem to, to recognize the boy when, uh, when he's shown his doghouse, he doesn't seem to recognize his doghouse. No, he doesn't want to lay in there, but he's probably used to just laying on the ground or laying in a, I don't know, a tent or whatever, you know. Right. On a ship. But but Jimmy is very, maybe, I guess I've never had this close of a relationship with a dog, <laughs> even when I was a kid. Like, we had a dog, and I was like, oh, I like my dog, that's cool. But this, the way this kid treats this dog, <laughs> like, he's so, like... Oh no, Danny boy! Why don't you you know why don't you remember me? He doesn't love me anymore to to the point that he tells his mom like I think I think they brought back the wrong dog. Like this is not yep. this is not yep. my dog. <laughs> my dog like loves me and like and they have, he has like a framed picture in his room of him and his dog like just to drive the point home. And she's like, no, check it out. He has a, he has the same scar that he got from that barbed wire. Remember? So it's definitely him. So he's like, well then, what the hell? <laughs> like, why is this dog right? Exactly. Like very like cold and it distant. It is you. Though. So he gets some advice you don't remember from. Remember me, but it is you. He gets some advice from Joe. He's like, I don't get it. Why did why doesn't dog like? What do you do to my dog? <laughs> What's going on? And Joe has to explain to him like, yep. look, look, man, war is hell. <laughs> like, your dog's seen some shit. Yeah. He you know he got trained and then untrained and like just give him some time, man. He's just you know he's got yeah he kind of has doggy PTSD kind of like exactly. Exactly. Which you don't really think about, but... Well, before he goes, he wants to go talk, ask Joe about this dog. And Joe's, and Jimmy's mom is like, hey, Maggie's the sister's name. He says, hey, look, look, Joe and Maggie haven't seen each other in a long time. Let's not bother them, which is 100% code for... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, there's Absolutely. a tie on the door somewhere. Like, <laughs> leave these people yep. alone. This man just fought overseas... And it's time to get some. By that. There's this shit neighbor, this crabby old man. We're gonna burn through this real fast because a it's a it's a very short movie. It's only like an hour and four minutes or something. It is. It is. But also, it's not like super plot heavy or anything. So this should be a pretty quick endeavor here. But there's this crabby old evil man neighbor, Mr. Andrews, who like sees the dog has come back and like immediately makes it his mission in life to tell everyone he can that like this dog is a danger to society <laughs> like, absolutely because there's it's, it's only a matter of time before this dog attacks somebody yeah jimmy's neighbor is this lady and her toddler little uh what's his name i got it written down somewhere but it's miss johnson and she's out walking with the kid and she's like oh look you know danny boy's back and mr andrews like hauls ass across the street to be like Hey, lady. <laughs> like, God, get away from me, old man. I suppose it's everybody knows each other. but And it's very, you know, like, I'd keep your kid away from that dog. He's going to snap one day and he's going to take yep. your kid's face off, basically, is what he's saying without saying it. Exactly. And she buys into it. She's like, oh, no, thanks for the yeah. warning. Like, I just assumed he was a nice dog. Why would they send a vicious dog back from the war? Like, that's crazy. I'll keep him inside. Yep. This negligent woman, we'll get it. We'll get into it. But the, the degree to the, the that this toddler is endangered because this woman can't keep an eye on him is ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the because the end of this movie gets a little crazy from where it starts. <laughs> the, the, so the the what is it? The campers club is hanging out by the creek or the river or whatever. The one kid is playing harmonica. They're just sitting around. And then what I would have sworn was just, like, the soundtrack for the movie 
sounds like a woman sort of operatically singing Beautiful Dreamer. And then we cut to a close-up, and it's this kid, Pudgy. It's this Campers Club boy who's singing. He sounds... He has a very high falsetto voice. And he's... Yeah, I I was exactly the same. It was the background for the the scene, not that the singer was on camera. Yeah. But he's... And we're going to watch him sing the whole song. (laughs) Because... It's only we got time to kill. It's an hour and four minutes. Right. What else are we gonna do? But this kid's I can't decide if he's a good singer. I mean, I suppose he's a good singer. I can't sing like that. But it's also like it's, I don't know. It's really high pitched and really like warbly and like I don't know if he's. I guess he's a good singer. I don't know. It's just jarring because you're not expecting a that voice to come out of this kid, and b for this it scene. It sounds like a woman singing a song. It 100 percent does, and be for this scene to even be in the movie at all because it's it takes up a lot of real estate for no real reason right but when he gets done singing they're like oh you know wow i agree good job and i don't know if jimmy just can't handle seeing someone else get accolades over him or what but he's like check it out you guys thought my dog didn't know me but watch this come over here boy and now you guys call him and he won't come and then i call him and will come see he's remembering me you all are stupid (laughs) you know like he's real he's got a real stick up his ass about like not just this dog needs to remember me and love me again, but like everyone needs to know it. <laughs> like, yep. I can't be, I can't be walking around town with people thinking my dog doesn't love me. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. It turns it into a, like a wager. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. And then they read like the citation that the dog, like, you know, he's like, here, read this to everybody. Cause I'm such a show off. <laughs> I guess I mean, he's proud of his dog, whatever, but yeah. And they read like the citation from the, government or the marines or whatever like the dog served admirably and killed this many japanese and this this that and the other thing like very strange it was strange because you don't think about yeah i guess you don't maybe it's because you don't see it in a lot of you see a lot of world war ii movies but you don't really see you don't see dogs running around like what was this no. elite team of dog handlers that were you get, i mean it happened obviously but you don't really hear about it i don't know oh uh yeah actually when um like the only the only other thing to to comment from the the train scene at the beginning was when the dog comes out of his his shipping container, he's got like a coat on him and there's a bunch of medals pinned on it, and the woman and and, and the and Joe are off to the side and and she's like, how did the dog earn that many medals? Are those yours? And he's like, well, yeah, technically they're mine, but I thought. Jimmy'd really get a kick out of thinking that the dog won them. Yeah, because I guess they don't actually give medals to dogs. They just give them this citation scroll to read. <laughs> but the dog right. can't read, so he's not feeling any pride from that. Give the dog a medal. So, back in the neighborhood, away from the creek or the river or whatever, there's no real sense of time. Like, this could, this could take place over the course of two days or eight weeks. I have no clue. But... The boys are playing baseball out in the street, and Mr. Andrews, of course, has a keep off the grass sign. Like, he's one of those assholes. <laughs> the grass of course for, he does, because he is for the, walking the neighborly curmudgeon. Yeah. And, of course, uh, as one <laughs> could predict and expect, uh, Jimmy hits a baseball through uh, Mr. Andrews' window, and we almost see some, like... <laughs> some violence, some child abuse. Like he comes running out, and he grabs this kid by the arm. He's like, "Oh, I ought to." Yeah. And luckily, he is saved by Joe, who has 
come back and gotten a job at a service station, like a gas station, is out doing some sort of delivery in the company car and just happens to be driving by right then. And you hear him off right. camera. If like, Joe didn't get out of the car at that point, we were about to see the, the old man beat the hell out of this yeah, kid. Yeah, he might have beat the shit out of this kid, like right in the street in front of his friends. What a time yep. to be alive. <laughs> Can't do that no more. No. As you shouldn't. But Joe's like not having it. <laughs> no. He, you know, from off camera, he's like, oh, you better not. You better unhand that kid or whatever. Or you're going to, you know, deal with me. It's the first of two times that somebody says, not while I'm around, and it made me think of Sweeney Todd, <laughs> that kid singing that song. <laughs> but Yeah, the uh, Joe puts himself, like literally puts himself between the old man and the kid. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, now are we going to see Joe beat up this old man? <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't, but I would have been for that more than I would have been for seeing this old man beat this kid up. Right. But it's 1946. Anything could happen. You don't know. It's a wild west. I mean, not really the Wild West. That was the 1880s, but right, right. <laughs> it's a different genre. We are we are in suburbia somewhere. And Joe's exactly like, we don't know. Yeah, I assume it's California. It seems like it's nice weather. But Joe's like, come on, the kids will pay for the window. Why don't you calm down, you old crank? Right? How much is how much is a new window? And he's like, oh, nine dollars. And the kids are like, and Jimmy's like, I'll come up with it somewhere. And all the other. Camper club kids are like, hey, we'll all pitch in. We were all playing. It wasn't just you. So these are good kids, man. You know, we'll, I got I got 15 cents. I got, you know, so it's going to take a while. Right. Digging so their pockets for change. Yeah. But they come up with a plan that most kids would, I guess. Lemonade stand. The classic right. old lemonade stand. Right. Which apparently is wildly successful because they're selling it for... Well, is it a nickel or a dime? It's five cents a cup. And they're going to make $9? Let me do some math here. <laughs> That's 180 cups of lemonade. <laughs> That's a lot of lemonade. And this isn't like a... They're not sitting next to the highway. This isn't like a busy street. It's like suburb. No. So, But they get there. I don't know how... Again, I have no sense of time. I don't know if they managed it in one day or two days or three or what. But Oh, yeah. The, the old man hostage exactly but for lack of a better word he takes the ball hostage and says you don't get the ball back until i get the money which that i feel is kind of reasonable <laughs> like as far as collateral right. goes you know collateral that's the word like hey you know you broke my window with it you can have it back yeah the fact that i'm going to give it back to you at all really is kind of nicer of him than you would expect <laughs> but because you could see him being the kind of guy who would just pick it up and just launch it, <laughs> like, over three houses. Like, go find it. Yeah. But, yeah, you can have your baseball back when my window, when you paid for my window. And, they, you know, this is all very, other than the attempted child abuse and possible fist fight between an old man and a Marine, this is all real wholesome, you know, 1946 is, yeah. Americana apple pie shit, you know? Yep. So they're at the lemonade stand. Danny Boy's sitting there next to him. And this Miss Johnson comes out to see the orange man. There's an orange delivery man who's just driving around in a truck selling people bags of oranges. And what's this kid's name? Little Jackie, that's this toddler's name. She's like, okay, Jackie, stay in the house. Goes down to the ro the street to talk to the orange man. And little Jackie just wanders out of the house. Just promptly walks away. Yep, immediately. Just toddles over to where, oh, doggy, of course. Over to where the kids are with the lemonade stand. He's hugging on the dog. The dog's licking his face. Everything's copacetic. And this woman reacts as if she turned around and her child is halfway inside an alligator. 
Yes. Or Pennywise or something. <laughs> she turns around and she's like, ah, and just screams at the top of her lungs, little Jackie, get away from there. And runs over and snatches him up. And the kids are like, whoa, lady, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. You know? It's cool. Like, he, the dog likes him. He, he, did you see him kissing him? Like, everything's exactly. cool. And the ba- the kid likes him. And, of course, Mr. Andrews is running over. I told you that kid was going to get eaten. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, no, but he didn't, though. Like, everything's cool. Everybody bring it down a notch. It's, yeah, she's telling the kids, like, I can't believe you even have that dog here. Like, lady... You let this kid wander out of your house. (laughs) You stopped paying attention to him. And of course, he went to see a dog. Like, this is your fault. This is little Jackie's fault. And nothing bad happened. Like, why don't you Exactly. Blaming blaming your fear on the dog when what you're afraid of totally did not happen. No, she let this old man get in her head. But then the kids then get in her head because they're like, Hey, don't listen to that old... Like, everything was fine. You saw it, right? Everything was fine. She's like, yeah, I guess I'd let that old man, like, talk me into it, and everything seems okay. So I guess I'm sorry I <laughs> had a meltdown in the middle of the street in front of you. Right. He goes back in the house. Everything's cool. <laughs> but then Mr. Andrews pulls the orange man aside and is like, hey, you want that dog? <laughs> the orange man's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I have, like, a, my orange ranch or whatever. But... <laughs> I could use a dog. Like, for what? You're not herding sheep. You're growing oranges. But <laughs> is the dog going to climb a tree? And Actually, this dog could climb a tree and knock oranges down. This dog has some the athletic skills we'll come to find out. But he's like, yeah, I would like that dog. And he's like, how much do you want for it? And he's like, don't even worry about that. Just come back at like 10 o'clock tonight and you can just take that dog. <laughs> and the orange man has no follow-up questions. Not like, hold on a second. What do you mean? <laughs> I could just take the dog. Right. Is that your dog? Because like- you're standing across the street. <laughs> Right, he's, uh, no follow-up questions, he is completely on board with this plan. Yeah, we're okay, going to... go up and, and uh, get the dog. We're going to dog nap a child's war hero dog. <laughs> I have no further questions. Right. Not even, like, but that's that kid's dog, right? Like, that's not your dog. <laughs> it's like they immediately have an understanding of, like, oh, you don't like this dog and you want it gone, I can help you out. Because Mr. Andrews is too cowardly to take care of it himself, I guess. Or doesn't want to get caught doing it, I don't know. But, and then we immediately cut to, we don't see any of that, because then we immediately cut to Danny Boy is tied up inside this orange man's barn. They just immediately, so again, we have no frame of, like, there's no time. It's edited kind of choppily, so who knows. Right, we're not, is this we the are not shown, there's no sense of time, or it is, it is shortly implied how far away the, the farm is, but we're not actually shown how far away it is. Where, you know, you'd think you'd, we'd watch the, the dog napper drive to his farm. But no, that doesn't happen at all. Well, I want... Boom, we're inside a barn and the dog is tied up with a, a length of frayed rope. Very frayed rope. <laughs> yep. But I want to see this actual dog napping. Like, what were the logistics of this? Like, you snuck into this family's backyard in the dead of night. Which implies that Danny Boy's... I guess sleeping out in his doghouse, he's not in the room with Jimmy, which you would I would expect, considering Jimmy's so glommy and <laughs> needy with his dog. But yeah, so this trained war dog, you got the drop on it, and what? <laughs> did you drug it? Did you bash it over the head? Did you throw it in a sack? How did you finagle this dog out of the backyard without it making a sound? That hadn't occurred to me, and it was a very good question. <laughs> we don't know because his dog just... was just was just in a war where it really was 
trained to kill people, and you apparently didn't run into any uh, any issues grabbing it entirely by yourself. Because it's not like the old man would physically be able to help him with it. No, you know, Mr. Andrews is in his house peeking through the curtains like, oh, there he is. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but I just, I, how I'm the, the logistics of how this dog nabbing took place is something I'm way more interested in knowing than anything else that happens in this movie. But we don't get to see we it. Don't need to, we don't need to see them selling lemonade. We need to see how you took the dog. Right. <laughs> that seems more important. But yeah, so he's tied up in this barn and the orange man is threatening. He's like, you better shut up and behave or I'll... <laughs> I'm gonna like kick you or beat you with a shot. He says something like violent, like so you kidnap this dog just to like, like what work is? What did you want it for? He's not doing work for you. You just have him tied up, and now you're threatening to like kill him. Like what? I don't think you thought this out very well, Orange Man. No. <laughs> but so he leaves the barn, and the dog immediately breaks this rope, climbs up a fairly steep ladder into like a hayloft. It's impressive. I've never seen a dog climb a ladder before. It's pretty good. Well, maybe I have like a fireman like training videos or something like the fire dog or police dogs or something. But yeah, one of, one of my thoughts when watching this particular scene was that the, uh, the dog was, was not happy about the, the, the dog actor was not happy about having to climb this ladder at all, but he did it. He did it. But yeah, it was, he pauses a few times when climbing the ladder, like, Really? I really have to do this? Okay, fine, I'll do it. Yeah, he's a good ace. Ace is his real name. That's right, Ace the Wonder Dog. Not a great not a great dog actor, like not expressive at all. You know. But a good dog stuntman. I don't know, he's doing some physicality, you know. That's right. But this isn't the only thing this dog didn't want to do, because there's a scene earlier where Jimmy's trying to force this dog to put his head on his shoulder. He's like, put yep. your head on my shoulder like I used to. And this kid is pulling this dog by the snout, trying to force. And the dog's like, fuck you. And like, keeps lifting his head yeah, up. Yeah, I think he does that in the very first scene he's shown in. It's when they're in the house after he, like, after they did the doghouse thing and they saw the scarf and the barbed wire. Gotcha. It's when he's looking at, and he looks at the picture, like, why don't you do like you used to do in the picture? Or you would just sit with your head on my shoulder. Do it, do it, you fuck. That's right. That's <laughs> he's trying trying, to... Exactly as you said, he's trying to physically force the dog's head on onto the shoulder. <laughs> this dog is, this dog actor is not having it. I don't know what they were having him distracted with over it, but he's just looking off camera like, no, <laughs> fuck you. I don't like you, kid. Pretty funny. But yeah, he climbs his ladder into the hayloft and then jumps out of the hayloft into like, a wagon full of hay and it's a good like 10 15 foot drop this dog does it's pretty good i don't know it is dog stunt work now it's 1946 yeah, so i don't know what the be, safety protocols were for this they decided but, to be kind enough for the dog to actually have a truck there to jump into rather than just jumping from the barn to the to the ground yeah, this time period, you'd probably... I mean, this apparently this might be some sort of famous dog if he has Ace the Wonder Dog as his name, but, right. you know, this time this time period of filmmaking, you you know, it wouldn't be shocking if they just chucked this dog out the window. <laughs> if it died, we'd just bring in a new one that looks the same. Like, it's not like it is now. But yeah, right, so like then, how, many, how many dogs played Lassie? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think they all died of old age, though. I don't know if I've ever heard any stories about, oh shit, Lassie got trampled by a horse on the set or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that when they were doing that dogs, whatever stupid fucking movie that came out a couple years ago where they almost drowned that dog and it got caught on video and the world was in an uproar, as it should be. Like, don't, don't drown a dog to make a movie. 
Right. But, you know, they're definitely, yeah, you can't get away with stuff like that. But I mean, just think about how many, the number of horses that I'm absolutely certain were murdered filming westerns. <laughs> like, anytime you see, like, you know, the, the, the Native Americans trucking along and get shot by a cowboy and the whole horse, like, flips over and falls down, that horse is dead, man. <laughs> like, it's not good. Not something I had considered, but you're right. I'm sure there were horse casualties during the movie. I'm quite certain. But this dog starts finding his way home. Again, we don't know how far away, but it takes him, it seems like, some hours. He has to swim across a yeah, there's body this, of water. There's and medley of, of scenes where he, he's out of the, he gets out of the barn and he, like, goes down a, like, train tracks and down a road and crosses a stream but There's it takes a few him, different ways they show him covering distance. Yeah, it seems like it takes him at least most of the day, if not, we never see nighttime. Yeah, it's, it's several miles. It's it's a ways. I'm sure it's it like, is. you know, they live in the suburbs and like just outside the suburbs is like, you know, that's where your farms and your stuff starts. So, But he finds his way back home. He's looking rough. He's looking a little worse for wear. He's got like... I don't know, just like splotches. I think it's that's the only sort of makeup they could do because they couldn't actually obviously wound this dog in any way. But he just has sort of like weird patches on his fur that don't look quite right. But there, when Mom and Jimmy see him, they're like, oh, God, somebody did a number on this dog. So apparently the orange man beat the shit out right, of this dog, right. too, and we didn't see it. He's got wealth. He was, he yeah. said he was tied up. And um, and they say that his, his feet are bloody. His paws are bloody. Yeah, for assuming. So he must have walked. He walked a long, long way, but he found it. But he found his way back to the doghouse to Jimmy. So will you shut up now, Jimmy? The dog loves you, okay? Because <laughs> the dog could have fucked right. off anywhere, but he came back to you, so everything's fine. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that when the dog came back, it 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 went this considerable distance, and then instead of going to the house itself and like you know trying to get in the the door to be with the humans, it just goes and immediately lays down in its doghouse. Well, yeah, he's tired. <laughs> he's tired and hurt. And... Right, right. But, so they take him to the vet. And, again, some time obviously passed, and we just aren't really clued into much of it. But Jimmy says to his friends, like, oh, you know, Danny Boy's back home. He's going to be fine. The vet stayed up three nights straight trying to save his life. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That dog looked, like I said, the dog looked haggard. But he didn't right. look like you're the vet stayed up for what's 48 plus 12, 60 hours straight trying to save this dog. What? <laughs> he didn't even have surgery. What are you talking about? Right. That's a ludicrous thing to say. <laughs> so either this kid is exaggerating for effect or the movie is exaggerating for effect because that did not happen. No. This dog not had nothing all. wrong with it that would require that kind of work. So. No. Plus, I think it, it that, would need yeah. it would need to be seen by a vet, but it didn't even look like it. It would have, if it required surgery at all, it would have been minor surgery. Yeah, certainly not. <laughs> Three straight nights of no pulling out your hair, tense. But but that's that's a more interesting scene than anything else. Again, that's gone on so far. Give me give me like the drama of the. No dog dies today, not on my watch. Clear. You know, turn on. You know, give me the vet who's like working his ass off to save this dog from its invisible injuries. I'll take that. But Jimmy goes and pays. He's got the nine bucks. Well, yeah, some days have passed, so maybe this lemonade stand thing was spread out over the course of most of a week. 
But they've got the nine bucks. He brings it to old Mr. Andrews who and makes him write out a receipt for it, which is kind of funny. Like to prove that like you're ne- you're not gonna say I didn't pay you. Like fuck you, old man. <laughs> write me a I, receipt. I was amused by that. So he does. And, and it's the, the only time that the that the old man is. You know what? You're right. It's a good idea to get a receipt. Yeah, he's being real nice to Jimmy, but it's because he thinks the dog is gone. He doesn't know the dog right. <laughs> is not still gone at the orange man's place. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you know. Oh, don't worry, Jamie. I knew you were a man of your word. You yep. were going to kick the shit out of this kid in the street three days ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's kind of sucking up to him. He's being nice to him and or ish. And then, yeah, gives him receipt, gives him his baseball. Everything's cool. Yeah, plus like a, it, it seemed like the equivalent of a gum wrapper out of his, his pocket and uses that for the receipt. Yeah. And then back across the street, the boys, Mr. Andrews is going to find out this dog is back now because if he didn't already, somehow, this nosy, you, he must have known the dog is back. I don't know why he's being so nice then. But the, Jimmy and a couple of the camper kids and Danny Boy are just hanging out in the yard. And Danny Boy sees the orange man and loses his fucking mind. <laughs> this dog who has been, yeah, this dog has been completely unexpressive and like, they hasn't even like barked. Like, this dog has just been. Sitting, sitting around. Sees the orange man and goes crazy. Barking, runs across, jumps over a hedge, grabs this dude by the arm and drags him to the ground. And the orange man's on the ground. Oh, Jimmy, your dog is killing me. He's killing me. Like, <laughs> it's pretty right. funny. And Mr. I, I may have seen him in Mr. Andrews' backyard or, ne- or at least next door because Mr. Andrews comes running out with a shotgun. And he gets bit in the arm, too, because Danny Boy sees the gun and is like, mm, I know what that is, and grabs him by the gun arm and is pulling him around. Jimmy runs up and, like, pulls him off of him. And Mr. Andrews is, you know, I knew it. I knew that dog was bad news. I'm calling the police. Right. So Jimmy, right. And, Jimmy and Danny Boy go on the run. They're, like, hiding in bushes. Like, a cop car drives by, and they're, like, <laughs> fugitives, like, hiding in dark alleys in a yep. sunlit suburban street. But they get... They avoid the police and manage to get into town or further wherever the service station is where Joe's working. And they're like, I don't know what, to, like, what should we do? This is what happened. And Joe's like, well, that doesn't sound like Danny Boyd. I'm sure, like, something must be going on here. Because he was, he's literally been trained to not do that anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, we did, we did ho- probably horribly train him to do that. And then he did that a bunch. But we, like... We told him to knock it off, so I don't know why he would do that. Yeah, he's been through his de-escalation training. <laughs> but Joe's advice is, like, quit running. Like, everything's going to be fine. This old man is, you know, you should probably just go turn yourselves in. Like, just go go to the police and tell them what's going on, and we'll work it out. And you know, like, yeah, we're, they're going to they're gonna kill my dog, and Joe's all, they're not going to kill your dog. Anybody's going to be fine. Whoops. <laughs> Joe right. wrong. But <laughs> Jimmy says... To Joe, do you know a good dog lawyer? Which is funny already. It's not It's not played for laughs. Like, this kid is serious. But it's yeah. funny to us, you know, now. But do you know a good dog lawyer? And Joe thinks for a second and goes, I think I do. No, you don't. There's no such fucking thing as a dog lawyer, Joe. Plus, right. you've been back in town for four days. You don't have connections. Oh, I know. So I, I got a guy. I, I got a next- dog lawyer guy. No, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, he says, I think I do. The next scene, they're in the courtroom 
there is no lawyer of any kind whatsoever there representing the dog. No, no, no. The next scene is Jimmy taking Danny Boy to the police station where they meet right. the Irishest cop who ever lived. <laughs> like, he might as well come prancing onto the... Like, he might as well... Because he's... Well, O'Malley or some shit, like, you know. Right. But he's... Oh, you know, I'm not even going to try to do it, but <laughs> he is incredibly Irish cop. And he's looking at the dog. He's like, he looks through, he's, what is he's like, we didn't get any calls about a dog or anything. I'm sure Danny Boy's fine. Like, he looks like, doesn't look like a fugitive to me. Everything's cool. But then he looks in the logs and he's like, oh, no, wait a second. We did get a complaint here that this dog like attacked two people. So I guess we better put him in a jail cell. And then we cut to the courtroom <laughs> where... Yeah, the dog does not appear to have a lawyer. Joe is kind of speaking for him. And right. we missed all the trial leading up to it, the, this dog trial. You don't put dogs on trial. <laughs> I know this is quaint 1946. You can put the owners on trial if they negligently, yep. you know, yep. somebody's Rottweiler takes a kid's face off or something. Yeah, that's a lawsuit. But yeah, if you rot. But that's a civil suit. People, people's court, it would be some human right. owner of the dog would be the the plaintiff yes but this dog is the defendant in court <laughs> where this is where the movie gets nuts and the judge is like well i mean i hate to say it but this dog is obviously like a brainwashed menace to society so it's the gas chamber for him what <laughs> i think you're, you're right jimmy you're right jimmy this this dog is is a war hero he deserves our respect but we're gonna gas him to death anyway well, but he yeah. does say something I really appreciated, and it's something that I wish carried over. It's amazing that they had this idea back then, and I wish we had it a little more now. Uh, the judge says, like, like being a war hero is great and all, but that does not make you exempt from the law. Like, you don't get to come home and just do whatever you want, so you're still in trouble. The dog's still in trouble. Right. You know, which, especially, you know, in our society, post, like, 9-11, it was, oh, cops and firemen and soldiers, they're all heroes with nothing but the best <laughs> intentions for everyone, and they can do no wrong, and they can get away with whatever they want. And it was a real bad idea <laughs> to ever think that way. Because you know what? Some cops are assholes, some firemen are assholes, and some soldiers are assholes, because any group of people has assholes in it. There are plumbers who are assholes, <laughs> like, you know? And they shouldn't just get a pass, because... And I also don't think, uh, here's a hot take, maybe I'll lose somebody here, but I don't think that, look, I'd call me a coward whatever, I probably am. I would never sign up for the military. It does not interest me whatsoever. No thank you. But I don't think that signing up for the military automatically makes you a hero, <laughs> necessarily. I mean, you are doing something I would never do, but so is the garbage man. You know what I mean? I don't know, I'm probably just <laughs> shooting myself in the foot right now. But, well, no, you're, and your silence is loud. <laughs> no, no, it's um. I think about it in, in terms of there are uh, there are some cop characters on on TV and movies that I very much like. There are cop TV shows that I like. There are, um, you know, we've got the NCIS and its millions. That's entirely about seeking seeking justice for veterans of whatever you know whatever uh, branch they served in wherever they serve we are going to treat them with respect and they're going to have their own part of that respect is going to be giving them 
separate legal representation. Yeah. For lack of a better way of saying it. But you're right. Even in the the um even in all these fictional shows, exactly like you're saying, you've got the police characters, the firemen characters, the, the soldier characters, they all involve some brand of asshole. It's true. Let me let me backpedal slightly and, and rephrase what I said before, because the more I think about it, the more I, it doesn't sound good. What I mean is, uh, look, if, if you, you go off and you fight in war and you come back, you know, good on you. You should be treated with respect. We should definitely be helping our veterans out more than we do, especially with mental health stuff. I'm all for that. What I'm saying is the second someone signs up to, like, enlist in the military, the entire town loses still to this day. The entire, you know... Everyone they know is like, oh my god, he's what a hero. He's a guaranteed bona fide American hero. Like, no, because he might go over there and two weeks later he's shooting up a bunch of women and children. That's not a hero thing to do. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying they're all like that. But we don't know what the what they're gonna do when they join the military. That's true. You can't go and you could perform heroic acts, but it's not a guarantee. Just because you signed on a piece of paper and went to boot camp does not make you a hero. I'm sorry. That's That was my point, I guess. And I agree with that. And the same goes for cops. The same goes for firemen. Who, are, yeah. again, are also are all people much braver than me who are doing a job I would never, ever fucking do. So uh, kudos to that, I guess. But anyway. I agree. Doing a, a job that I could physically not do. Well, yeah, that too. All right, enough of that tangent. But, yeah, so the judge is like, well, this dog's going to the gas chamber, like, immediately. <laughs> Which, yeah. is that what, I guess maybe, yeah, gas chamber was a thing. I, don't, I would think lethal injection is more, but maybe they didn't even have that in 1946. I suppose they didn't. It was hanging, firing squad, gas chamber, that was about it. Ty rocks she was throwing in the lotion. <laughs> right. And then Joe stands up and says to the judge, look, this dog, whatever else is a Marine, and it is not cool, and it is disrespectful for a Marine to die in the gas chamber. A Marine deserves the firing squad, and I laughed my balls off, <laughs> because he, it's just, it's just a funny thing to say, like, no, you can't put this dog in the gas chamber. This dog deserves the firing squad. It's just so funny to me, but he's like, and I, I would you ask. I was hilarious that, that the, um, that he was putting forth the, uh, the firing squad is the more humane option. That and just the idea of like this dog is a full-fledged marine who deserves, you know, what I mean? like who needs to be treated with. I I don't know what I've been trying to say, but it, it just it struck me as very funny. But yeah, then Joe would request that instead. That it was like the more respectful option. Like the dog's dying either way. Like I don't know. I would think that maybe. Maybe the gas chamber is painful. I don't know, but it probably hurts less than getting shot. I don't know, but I guess if you shoot him, yeah, in the head, so it like not only feel does he, it, but... he deserve to be shot instead of get the the gas chamber, but I'm gonna be the one to do it. And yeah. the judge is like, okay. Yeah, and he asked the judge like, and I will, with, you know, with respect and care and love, because it's what we just it's, I don't like it, but it's what we have to do. I will carry out the execution myself. Which it's shocking that Jimmy isn't like immediately hates joe you know <laughs> you know he should be like no fuck you you're not shooting my dog that's the asshole that wants to shoot my dog but and the judge is like yeah that sounds fair <laughs> you're right i'll right. just trust you to do this i've carried out a sentence 
and you you're a marine so surely you're a respectful respectable truthful man i trust you to just go take care of this he could just take this dog and move and you would never know that's true he's not it's not like joe has um any any legal standing he's he's certainly not you know officer of the court or something he's not law enforcement that would legally um give him the authority to do this no carry out the will of the court and we're not going to send any officers of the court along with him to make sure he follows through on it. But, <laughs> right. but again, that's the that's the mentality that definitely was happening then. Of like, oh, you just came back from the war, free right. free beer every day, you know, whatever you want. Like, if you say right. you're going to take this dog out and shoot it, here have my wife, <laughs> whatever you want. It was very, you know, war heroes were real, and you know, World War Two was a whole different bag than wars we're talking about now so that's a little more on there something on that one so yeah joe takes the dog out to the woods which are the last time Here we dog... are shown distance we aren't shown distance when the villain grabs the dog and, and runs with him but we are shown distance when joe is driving to the field yeah. of execu- execution and the kids having to bike after him right <laughs> you know a big production is made of the the kids all hopping on their bicycles mm-hmm. and trying to beat the clock but actually, my favorite moment in this movie, because it's such a sick burn. It's so subtle and so, I don't know, The Mr. Andrews' own lawyer. They're sitting in court. The dog has just been sentenced to death. And Mr. Andrews basically asked the question we just asked, like, how do we know he's going to follow through with it? He's friends with that dog, <laughs> you know? And his lawyer turns to Mr. Andrews and he says, don't worry, Mr. Andrews. Nothing is going to cheat you out of the satisf- the pleasure of getting even with a dog. Like he says it with <laughs> right. such fucking disdain. Like his own lawyer is just shitting down in his neck. Like it's oh, I, I loved it so That's much. True. Such a good That's line. True. Oh man. <laughs> just giving it like you disgust me, you old man. <laughs> so funny. So Joe takes the dog out in the woods. He's going to shoot. Well, the last time this dog saw somebody with a gun, things didn't go so well. So Joe is really putting a lot of trust in, like, I would think the second he sees you with a gun now, he's going to attack you. But he doesn't. The dog just goes and lays down and then does, like, an right. army crawl. The dog does an army crawl all the way because Joe's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And he's, like, leaned up against a tree, like, with his head in his hands, like, feeling bad for himself. Right, conscience. Right. And the dog, like, army crawls over to him, like super like sweet but like doesn't walk he does this weird like army crawl like i'm gonna sneak up on him (laughs) he's a ninja dog it's so weird but the camper club detective agency has somehow found i don't know where they got this evidence but they found the rope that the orange man used to tie up the dog with and something else i was wondering the same thing i'm like where the hell did well we know where the rope was it was in the barn how did these kids find that we have no idea. We're not told or shown how they found it. Okay, it must have been like, yeah, we don't see any of that because, again, it's an hour and four minutes, so there's a big chunks missing. But Right. They don't, I would assume that they were like, okay, he attacked Mr. Andrews and the orange man, so they must have been up to something. He didn't just run away. He must have been kidnapped. Let's go investigate the orange man's ranch or whatever. And then found the barn and found the rope and whatever. There's some some other piece of it's the rope and something else. But this, I mean, it's a rope. It's not like it has his name written on it. It's a piece of rope in a barn. That's not shocking. So I don't you know. Don't. Yeah, you'd need. <laughs> this is the type of thing where um, 
is actually exactly the type of thing that would show up on one of the CSI shows. They'd show the the tech putting comparing the the two lengths of rope under a microscope right. to show that it's the same rope. Because maybe did Danny Boy still have like the rope around his neck when he got back home? And they, I don't think he did though. I don't know. I assume so. He must have, but I don't remember seeing it. But anyway, they found this rope and some other. I don't remember what it is. Some he other... must have. It's not like like Danny Boy would have been able to get the rope away from where whatever whatever part of him it was tied to. It's just around his neck. I mean, I mean, this dog maybe he could. This is a wonder dog. True. But. Yeah, they come running up to Jimmy and they're like, hey, Jimmy, we found this stuff, man. And it was definitely the orange man, Mr. Andrews, who, like, kidnapped your dog. And that's why he attacked him. And he's like, oh, shit, we got to go stop Joe. Ride like the wind, boys. And they all hop on their bikes and they're cruising across town. I guess I also don't know how they know where Joe is going. That had not occurred to me, but that's true. Like, how do they know where in the random spot in the woods he's taking this dog out to shoot it? But it That's must be true. a pretty the, the place of execution is not declared. It must be a pretty popular spot because when Joe and Danny Boy get out of the truck and are walking to where he, the clearing or wherever he's going to shoot this dog in the woods, they pass by Miss Johnson, little baby toddler Jackie, and I guess her husband, like just laid out on a blanket, just just out in the woods randomly. They don't have like a, I don't think they have like a picnic basket or anything. They're just laying out in the woods, right. and so Joe's getting ready to shoot this dog. The boys are running or biking as fast as they can to get there to stop him. And the next thing we see is little toddler Jackie wandering alone out of the edge of, out of the tree line onto some train tracks. (laughs) Right, right. Because this mother cannot, I'm telling you what happened is, Ms. Johnson and her husband were getting frisky (laughs) in the woods and just stopped paying attention to this kid. Because he's wandered off again and he has a good lead on them it's not like you know because sometimes your kids can just get away from you but you notice right away and you catch them this kid's got a head start (laughs) because he gets all the way to the train tracks up on the train tracks to stand in the middle of train tracks while the train is coming before we ever see miss johnson like walking wandering through the woods calling for him like (laughs) he was left unattended again for a while right so kids gonna get by a a train a period of several minutes yeah, he was just just leaving your kid to wander through the woods while you make out. I'm I'm assuming, but Joe sees it and is like, "Go go get him, Danny boy, save him!" And Danny boy trucks over there, put, moves this you kid. See Danny boy outrun outrun the the mother. Yeah, he run rip straight past her, <laughs> and gets the kid to the other side of the tracks right as the train is. And again. This isn't an age of CGI or special effects, and there's no, like, compositing shot. So I'm very curious how they did this. I can't imagine a safe way to do this, because, like, the train misses this baby and this dog by inches. (laughs) Right. And I don't know how they did that, because without literally endangering their lives, because, I don't know. They didn't didn't have special effects. I was going to say that there had to be a way for them to do it safely, but then I... Think of some other uh, some other scenes in in um, famous movies that you you uh, learn. Don't you can't assume that they found a safe way to do that. They really did endanger them just as much as it looks. That could be. I mean, the dog I could see. I even in nineteen forty six, I don't know if I could see filmmakers just <laughs> taking their chances with this kid in a train. But 
don't know. They did it somehow, and it's, it impressed me because I was like, wow, that was close. And, of course, not being able to see what's going on, Ms. Johnson, like, just faints dead away. <laughs> just falls on the ground because she thinks her kid just got hit by a train. Right. And it's your fault because you weren't watching him because you were doing whatever you were doing. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> we won't the kid talk, was we supposed won't to be under it. supervision and clearly was not. Yeah, no. And, yeah, and wandered quite a ways away and for quite a while before you noticed. But so Joe runs over and is like, and then finally the dad catches up too. He's real nonchalant, taking his time looking for this kid too. Finds her pass out on the ground. Joe's like, hey, she fainted, but look, the train just passed. This very short train passed. And look, they were all on the other side. There's Danny Boy and there's right. baby Jackie and they're fine. He goes, picks the kid up, brings him over to the mother. They wake her up. Everything's fine. The kids arrive on their bikes just in time to be like, oh, shit, wow, the dog, Danny Boy, just saved that baby. We better go tell the judge everything that's going on. So we cut to back in the judge's chambers. Joe and these kids are like, not only do we have this evidence that we found somewhere of what was going on, this dog was kidnapped by those bad men, and that's why he attacked them, but also this dog just saved a baby, so why don't you chill the fuck out? <laughs> like, they're real, like, guilt driven him and he's like well in light of this evidence and it's clearly this dog is still a hero so i rescind my previous order you should have stopped there because the next line <laughs> then he says and i'm calling for the immediate arrest of mr andrews and what so what's his face the orange delivery man <laughs> what <laughs> like boy those tables turned fast i want now i want a scene of like mr andrews getting hauled away in the paddy wagon <laughs> Right. No, it's all that damn dog's fault. Banging on the window, but we don't get that. But just what a reversal! Like <laughs> on the word of these children, I mean, I we're going to go arrest that, these men. Right. That he he immediately calls for the arrest of these <laughs> these two who were guilty, but on the the only evidence that he's shown is this rope. Yeah, the flimsy evidence oh, presented this, you this by children. Clearly. These these men are guilty of what the boys are charging them with. Yeah, which you did not see them do, and you're only surmising that you know. Okay, this judge is interesting. Yeah, I'm, that's the that's the end of the movie. Roll credits. Like everybody's happy except Mr. Andrews is going to die exactly in prison. They, the, 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 the judge rescinds his order. The um, the kids are all happy. The dog is essentially the dog is told to to thank the judge. And roll credits. There is nothing else after that. There's nope. that scene, and then boom, movie's over. That's your feel-good ending. An hour and four minutes. And yeah, that's Danny Boy. I don't know. So, um, so this is the 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 random movie podcast. Uh, this is definitely a random movie. One hundred percent. The the events in this movie are are themselves random. And uh, so I, after we watched it, I I went looking for the I went to IMDb like I do for any any movie, and I first couldn't even find it on IMDb. There were entries under Danny Boy. There's another movie called Danny Boy that some of these filmmakers were even involved with, but it had nothing to do with the dog. Oh, weird. Um, I'd look it up under Wikipedia, where it says that it was. It was first shown on American television as The Adventures of Danny Boy. And so I went back to IMDb. If you type The Adventures of Danny Boy into IMDb, then this this movie shows up. 
And um, wait, so was it like a pilot for a TV show that never happened, or did the TV show happen? Did I just get bamboozled and tricked into watching a movie that wasn't actually a movie and it was an episode of a TV show? Because I'm going to be upset if that's the case. I don't think so. Okay. I, it, I mean, it could have been the the pilot of a TV show, but it was it was not just an episode of a of a TV show. Not that was not the impression I had. Um, okay. But, but, the, but, but it played what I was in... going to say that the filmmakers' credits were is where the the randomness continues. Okay, I didn't even I, bother uh, to look. I mean, usually, I do that. Usually, I go to IMDb and see what the director and the writer did and all that stuff. I didn't even bother for this one because I figured, and no one's ever heard well, of like, this. Probably no one's ever heard of these people. <laughs> I I um, I've watched a, you know countless movies, but relatively few black and white movies. Okay, and so as I figured the. When I was looking at the um, the filmmakers, they had the like the director and the screenwriter. They did have a long list long list of of uh, of movies that they worked with, most of which I'd never heard of. Black and white stuff. We've got screenwriter. There there are two very notable exceptions. Uh, screenwriter Raymond Schrock worked on Phantom of the Opera, the Phantom okay. of the Opera. And director Terry Morse worked on Godzilla. Again, the Godzilla. Interesting. So I'm like, here's the randomness. We've got Danny Boy, Phantom of the Opera, Godzilla. There are three movies that I would never have dreamed of me to, to put in the same arena. So strange. Yeah. And this is 1946. It's the same year as previous episode, It's a Wonderful Life. That makes sense very different movies both in quality and <laughs> i can see why like it's one of a life is a remembered you know american treasure and danny boy is no one's heard of it <laughs> so right that is what it is it's fine it's entertaining enough it's so short you can't even be even if you hate it you can't be too mad about it because it's like an hour you know so right. right but it has a couple moments here and there like the but the lawyer like there's lines here and there i think joe's conversation yeah, it is, it andrews now that I think about it, it is specified um, on Wikipedia that it is a TV movie rather than saying that it's an episode of a show. Okay, but then does that mean it never played in the theaters? I think so. Weird, because it definitely had like movie theater type credits, not like TV show credits. I don't know. That's true, it did. Strange. I mean, TV movies count. I've done TV movies before, so that's as long as it's a movie and not an episode of a show, that's what would bother me. Just a very random, passable movie. Like it's not a bad movie, but it is not a great movie either. Passable is a good it's word. Passable. There, there's no, there's no reason to seek this out and watch it. No. <laughs> but if you find yourself watching it, yeah, it's fine. You know, right? It's not. You're gonna be. Right. You're not gonna be mad about it. And there's a couple lines here and there, like Joe confronting Mr. Andrews, and the lawyer confronting Mr. Andrews, that are, you know. Almost worth watching the whole thing just because nothing is going to come between you and the dog. Yeah, nothing. I wrote down the exact quote because it entertained me so much. <laughs> Don't worry, Mr. Andrews. Nothing is going to cheat you out of the pleasure of getting even with a dog. And he says it in that tone of voice. That he does. That tone of like he does. I can't even look at you right now. You're such a fucking piece of shit. Like, uh, I loved it. Yeah, that's Danny Boy. It is that time of the episode to press the magic button and see what next week's move and chosen completely at random for everything streaming will be. 
pressing the magic button now. Next week's movie is, well, from Danny Boy to Delivery Boys from 1985. Uh, it appears to be uh, a breakdancing movie. <laughs> about did you say breakdancing? Yes, I did say breakdancing. Uh, breakdancing Pizza Delivery Boys. And maybe a sex comedy? The poster looks like a Porky's kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's a, a sex comedy about <laughs> breakdancing pizza delivery boys. Okay, then. That's, it doesn't get more random than that. Uh, that is on 2B. And, uh, yeah, rated R. Boy, a rated R <laughs> sex comedy from 1985. I'm sure that won't be problematic at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there won't be any, you know... Yeah, misogyny or homophobia or <laughs> anything like that. I'm sure it'll all be fine. Oh, boy. Anyway, so that's next week's movie, everybody. Delivery Boys on Tubi from 1985. Uh, where can people find you, sir? Social media and whatnot. I am on Twitter often straight under my name, at Terry Mundry. At Terry Mundry. Yes. No underscore or anything, just... Just that, Terry One word. All right. I am at Heath Lambert 78. The show is at That's a Random P2. The show has an email address, That's a Random Pod at gmail.com for your complaints and grievances. If you want to yell at me because <laughs> I don't kiss the ass of soldiers and policemen and firemen or what, <laughs> all that, that whole tangent I'm sure to regret, uh, feel free. Uh, I'm a big boy. I can take it. Artwork for the show by Mr. Joe hum by Joe Humphrey, who is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter. Check out all his other stuff. I am also now the co-host of a podcast called Midwest Movie Maniacs that is strictly horror movies. Uh, we've only done well, <laughs> only one episode has come out. We've recorded three, four, three, three episodes so far. Only one has come out. <laughs> It's very far behind and, and overdue and late. But it's coming, I'm sure. I'm not in charge of that part. Um, but if you're not sick of my voice yet, you can go find me there as well. Where else? Slasher. I'm on Slasher. That's a random pod, probably. That's the only that's a random on there. It's not hard to find. What was that about Slasher? Slasher, the social media app, the horror social media app. Oh, I don't know if okay. you're aware of it. It's like Facebook, but just for horror stuff. Nice. No politics, no fucking, none of that stuff. I will look that up too. Just, yeah, have a good time. Good time over there. I think that'll do it. So on behalf of myself and Terry, uh, have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you back here next week. Well, not see you. Hear you? I won't hear you. You'll hear me. Next week for Delivery Boys. Sure to be. <laughs> uh, we'll a, just see. A true cinema gem. <laughs> Again, but it's another, it's a movie, like, I've never heard of it. Like, I've heard of, like, you know, Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you know, I've heard of breakdancing movies. I've heard of yep. 80 sex comedies. I've probably even heard of other movies about pizza delivery guys. <laughs> Isn't there one with the fat boys over there? I don't know. But one that's all three put together, and I've never heard of it. Mm. That's, there's probably something to it. <laughs> In a good way or a bad way. So, anyway. 
Yeah, that'll be it. Bye, everybody. Thank you for your time. <laughs> rambling, yes. And Always a good time. All of you have a great week. Bye-bye, everyone.